We're going to start from the Mishnah on Chaf Aleph Amid Beis at the bottom. There are three things that Reb Gamliel was machmer like Beis Shammai. And the Gemara is going to explain all these three, but the first one is, You can't, um, when you're getting ready from a Yantav to a Shabbos, you are not allowed to put something in hot coals or wrap it, which is called hatmana, that kind of preparation, even though you're allowed to do preparation sometimes with an Erev Tashilin uh, before uh, Yantif, uh, on Yantif for Shabbos, you're not allowed to do the hatmana kind of preparation, and we'll see why. Number two, ain't zokun es menorah You can't put together a menorah that fell apart on Yantif. Number three, Ain't open pizza and greets him. You can't make thick breads on Yantav. Ella Rikikin, just crackers, thin breads. Omra Gamliel Abaloy, open pizza and greets him. He says he remembers that they never used to bake the thick breads, Ella Rikikin. They always did it. Omra my Nasla You can't really prove much from your father's house, Shayu Machrinata. They were extra strict to not bake the thick breads on Yantav. But they were lenient in the halacha for the Jewish people. Leos Ofen Pitim greets him. They allowed the thick breads and even hararim, which were breads on coals, which were a very difficult kind of bread. So the Mora wants to know what's the case. Let's go back to the first case where Beishamai did not allow preparing food on a Friday, which was Yantif for Shabbos. Um, they did not allow doing hatmana, uh, wrapping, putting the food in hot coals for the next morning. So, what's the case? Eid anach erev tafshilin. If the erev tafshilin was put up, my time in the beishamai. Why would beishamai not allow you to do the prep? The eid alo anach erev tafshilin. And if you didn't do erev tafshilin, so then what's the reason of beis hillel that you would be allowed? So amrev hunalo meivalak shelo anach erev tafshilin. Really, the case is that the person did not do an Erev Tafshilin, and therefore he really shouldn't be doing any prep on Erev Yantuf, uh, on Yantuf for Shabbos. Even though he didn't do an Erev Tafshilin like he was required, Kadei Chayiv Shari Rabban, and the rabbis permitted him to do uh, enough that he could just have food to eat. Um, and is consistent. Even if a person did not prepare an erev tashilin, which would have allowed him to prepare food on Yantu for Shabbos, still he's allowed open lo pasach. He's allowed to bake one bread. He can cook one dish, and umad And he's allowed to light esaner. He's allowed to light a candle. He could even cook a small fish. Somebody did not do an Erev Tashilin. As a minimum, he's allowed to make, um, the maximum he's allowed to do is one loaf of bread, one pot, and he's allowed to heat up one jug. So this is answer number one. The reason of the case of the Mishnah that we did allow, um, a person did not do an Erev Tafshilin, and so he's allowed to do one cooked dish, but he's not allowed to do the uh, putting of the, of the chalun pot or the hot water into the coals for the next morning. Rabbi says, Really, he did do Erev Tafshilin. 
and erev tashilin won't help for this kind of cooking. Usually, when you're allowed to prepare food on erev yantuf, on yantuf erev shabbos, it doesn't look like you're uh, disrespecting the yantuf. You're just cooking, so we don't. It's not apparent that you're cooking for the next day. But when you put food and bury it in hot coals, it's very clear that you're preparing it not for use on Yanta, but for the next day. And that's why it's forbidden. You can only bake if you did an Erev Tashin with bread. You can only cook if you put a cook dish. And you would have had to do some hatmana, some of the wrapping of the item in hot coals or wrapping and wrapping the, this kind of food preparation. Um, but if you had done this hatmana before in your Erev Tashin, you would be allowed. Even though the Mulch of Milsa died, the Shabbos covered. You see that if you had done an Erev Tashin, besides the matzah and the egg, you had buried some food in the hot coals for the next day, it would be allowed even though it's clear that you're preparing for Shabbos. He said, maybe you made an Erev for uh, cooked foods, but you didn't make an Erev uh, for Hatmana. And that's the reason why Beishamai said you can't do Hatmana. In other words, even though you did an Erev Tashilin, that only allows you to cook. That doesn't allow you to do the cooking known as Hatmana, which is the cooking where you bury it in hot coals for the next morning. And we said, you're not allowed to rebuild the menorah. My covet, what's wrong with building a menorah? This menorah is made of parts. to Mexi Kabona, and it looks like you're doing construction. Beishamai said that you're forbidden to build vessels. Beishilo says, no, that building is only in a building, not in a vessel. As well as you can't be guilty of breaking down a vessel. But like Beishamai, if your menorah needs to be assembled, you would not be allowed to do it. Ula once came to Rabbi Yehuda's house. And the waiter uh, pulled the, uh, the wick out of the oil. So... Um, Eisve, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda was sure that Ula allowed it. So he said, If you put oil into the light, that then you're guilty of uh, causing a light to burn on Yantif. And if you pull the wick out, then you're putting it out. So how could you allow the waiter to pull the wick out of the oil lamp? I didn't notice. Omar Rav. Kanva. Rav taught trimming a wick is permitted on Yantaf. That's, that's a new halacha. Even though you can't extinguish a flame, uh, but you're allowed to uh, extinguish, um, uh, 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 trim the wick. Okay. Moving on. Boy, mine abba bar mifnei It's Yantaf. And just like uh, you're, you're only allowed to. Uh, make a use a fire to cook food, and sometimes you can lower a fire in order that the food doesn't burn. What about if you person has a fire in their room on Yantuf? Uh, the rule is a person isn't supposed to have relations in a room where there's a light on. So can they put out the fire on Yantuf to have relations? 
Why do they need to put the fire out? Let them go in a different room. The Mara said, well, what if they don't have a different room? Well, they can put a, uh, a fence. They could put up a wall, a blanket next to the light, and then it's permitted. Well, ain't low. What if they don't have that? Apshil Kabos is a Kli. Can't they put a vessel on top? Ain't low Kli. What if they don't have it? Omer Le'aser. That basically they're not allowed to put it out. Eisve. So the question is, can you put out a fire for a use of an important use on Yantav? Eisve. Mechamesa Bekaska De Lochostala. You're not allowed to put out a piece of wood, a burning wood, in order to save it for another day. But the im bishvil, if you're putting out shelo yisashin abayis to keep there from getting smoke in the house, oh akdera or the pot to burn, what are you allowed? So why aren't you allowed to put out this flame so that a person would be able to have relations in that room? Amalihi Rabbi Yehuda he that's like in Rabbi Yehuda who says that it doesn't have to be just for food. It's as long as it's for a yant of need. He I'm going in the rabbanim. Who say it can only be used for food? This isn't food. Can you put out a light on Yantav? So Morris said, Well, of course, if it's life and death, it's dangerous. That's not the question. You can always put out a light if it's dangerous. The question is if there's some other need, can you put it out? But didn't we learn you can't put out the wood? If for, in order to save the wood, but if the purpose is to keep the house from getting smoky, you're permitted. So we see that you are allowed to put out a fire for an important need on Yantav. The answer is the same answer we gave before. That's only like Rabbi Huda. We're asking the question like the Rabbanan, who normally don't permit such a thing. Are you allowed to... Um, they used to put on eye cream as a remedy, can you put it on for the eyes? Can you put it on on Yantav? So, if it's dangerous, if there's a dangerous eye sickness, of course you're allowed to put on medicine. But or the beginning of the danger, that's not a question. I feel when this life and the danger to the eye, you're allowed. Keep me boy, the question is, it's at the end of the eye sickness where it's no longer needed um, uh, to, uh, the eye's getting better. The only thing is, the eye is sensitive. Can they paint? It's like putting on sunglasses to keep the, uh, uh, just to be easier on the eye. So are you allowed to do this for that purpose? No, you can't. And we gave the same answer. The question is to do something on Yantuf, um that's a non-food issue. Is it permitted? And it would depend on whether you hold like the Rehudah or Rabban. He permitted someone to do it and have a non-Jew uh, put the, uh, the medicine on the eye. Amemer himself had it done to him by a non-Jew. What, why do you permit it? You're allowed to have a non-Jew do any medicinal thing on Shabbos. Omar and he and can do it, but it, when is that true? That's if you're not helping it, the non-Jew. He's doing it totally by himself. Avumar, but over here, in order to put on the eye medicine, you have to hold your eyes open and blink. Isn't that helping him do it? So why is that permitted? 
Amar Ika Rizvid, he said, Rizvid agrees with me and it's permitted because he holds Messiah Einbo Mamish, the opening of the eye, so they can put the medicine or the blinking, that's not, that's not called a real help. And therefore, it's as if the non Jew did it and it's totally okay. On the second day of Rosh Hashanah, he allowed them to put on the eye makeup. Now, the, the, the debate is on a two day holiday that it could be that only one day is the real day and we can be more lenient on the second day. But not everybody would agree on Rosh Hashanah you could do that. The rule is if somebody passes away, there's an important need. In those days, they didn't have refrigeration. And it could be a bizoin hames. If the body were deceased and they couldn't bury it right, right away, it would not be, um, it would be very embarrassing to have the body rot. So you can have non Jews do the burial if the, baby, if the person is deceased on Yantav. But Yantav Shani, if it's a second day Yantav, Yaskabo Yisrael, even Jews are allowed to bury on a second day Yantav. Even on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but other halachos on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we're not so lenient. And so uh, the, we're only lenient for, out of respect for the deceased on a second day Rosh Hashanah. I hold like Nardoi who says that we're lenient on a second day Rosh Hashanah even for the egg. And um, what's the reason? Usually we say Rosh Hashanah has one Kedusha. Maybe Rosh Hashanah will be the second day, not the first. And the month will be a longer month. No, actually, the second day Rosh Hashanah is, is only rabbinic. You don't really find that the, the second day could be declared the real day. And therefore, he was lenient on the egg on the second day. So then we said the third halacha, ain't open pizza and greets him, that uh, they were knowing not to make thick bread, but thin bread. So at first we thought this was a Pesach halacha, and the problem was that if the bread is too thick, it, the matzah is too thick, it could turn into chametz. The base hello was lenient. Now, how thick is thick? He said you can learn from the chumash that you can have matzah up to a tefak wide. The showbread was matzah, and that was a tefak wide, so you see you're allowed to make matzah up to a tefak wide. Uh, in the the uh, the showbread was made by Kohanim who were extremely careful. That doesn't mean that we would allow regular be- matzah bakers to bake it. The dough that they used was very finely uh, kneaded, and so it wouldn't turn into chametz so easily. Whereas regular bread isn't kneaded so finely, maybe it'll turn into chametz if it's so thick. In the base of Migdash, they had a high burning fire. The wood was very dried out. Whereas bakers use regular wood that isn't as dried out. It doesn't cook at such a hot temperature. In the base of Migdash, they had a hot oven. Would they say an oven that had to be heated up? And a metal oven, would you say an earthenware oven? So the bottom line is you can't bring a proof from the showbread. So what is this halacha about thick bread? So Omer of Yomri Ba'ama Shotas Rabbi B'yayas the Rav. Which Rav? My Pasava. What does it mean, Pasava? Thick bread? It doesn't mean thick bread. It means lots of bread. You're allowed to make lots of bread on Yantaf. Rabbi B'yayas the Rav. And who was that? He asked Rabbeinu HaKadosh. 
What is pasaba? It means lots of bread. Why is it called thick bread? Mishum de nafish belisha, there's a big dough. So the more said, or inami of asa haitana pas muva pasaba. That was the nickname of a lot of bread, was called thick bread. So mikti, mishum de katorak tircha de losarach. The issue is they're cooking more bread than they would use on Yantaf. My area of Pesach, it has nothing to do with Pesach. I feel Bashar Yamim Tovim. On any Yantaf, you're not allowed to do extra work. So why is this, me- if it's not a din in Matzah, why is it being mentioned here? The Gemara says, Enechanami, Betanah Biyantaf to Pesach Koi. It just happened to be the case was Pesach. Tani Nami Yaki Besham Rein Open Pasmaruva Yantaf. Besham, I said, you can't do these big loads of of bread on Yantuf, but Beis Hillel Matirin, and Beis Hillel permits it. Now, why does Beis Hillel permit you to do more bread than you need? The answer is, Beis Hillel holds that sometimes it comes out better when you do big batches. That was, it's best, uh, we had this Sephora before, that when you could fill the whole oven with bread, it comes out better, you can't always make a small loaf. Okay, new Mishnah. He said, before we quoted Rav Gamliel, was strict in three things like Beis Shammai. Now we have he's lenient in three things. Number one, usually you're not allowed to sweep the ground floor, uh, but he allowed them to sweep the floor in the area where they ate, which was the place where they had the couches or the beds. They, they, it's called beds because they used to lie on the beds when they ate. You're allowed to... Uh, Put spices on the coals and cook them. They make like an incense in the house on Yantav. And finally, you're allowed to uh, cook a a fancy goat uh, on Pesach, and you're allowed to roast it similar to the way they roasted it in the Beis Hamikdash. It literally means a goat in its armor. It was a the way they 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 wrapped it and set it up that it made it look in a special way, uh, just like the Korban Pesach. He said you were allowed to do. The Chaim said no, because people might confuse it with think it's the real Korban Pesach. Let's see the Gemara. The debate is to uh, put the spices on the coals and then allow the smell to go into tablecloths and into the clothing. But if it's just smell in the air, then that's okay. You're not allowed to sweep the floor where you have the tables. They did allow. Many times I used to visit with my father to Rib Gamliel's house. And they didn't actually sweep on Yantuf itself, but Yantuf. El Mechavdan also, they used to sweep Erev Yantuf, Uposnaleim Sadinim, and they covered the floor with mats. Lamachar, and the next morning, Kishorkin Miknasim, as soon as the guests came, they removed the mats and the sheets, and Nimsa Bais Miskavan Me'elov, and it looked like the floor had been freshly swept. Amalo, in Cain, if that's what they actually did, Apa Shabbos Mutter, that's totally okay, because it was actually swept before Shabbos. And we said you can't put uh, the spices on the coals on Yantuf. They allowed it. Many times I went with my dad to the house of I'm not sure if it was his dad or, or the Rav who was called Abba. But he said he went there and they didn't actually put the spices on the coals on Yantuf. They brought these iron containers, Uma'ashinoso, and they smoked the spices on Erev Yantuf, Upoka Nikveyam, and they closed the holes on Erev Yantuf. Lamachar Yantuf morning, Shaorkin Miknasim, when the guests would come in, they would open up the holes, and Nimsa Baismis Gummer Me'elav, and then the 
smell would come out of these containers. Amr Lo, if that's what they actually did, even came to Shabbos mud, you can even do that on Shabbos. Eliyitmar, if you learned it, Hachiyitmar, this is, must be how you learned it. The debate is whether you're allowed to put the spices on the coals. But clearly, if you're going to have the smell go into clothing or, or tablecloth, that would be forbidden. Uh, the question is, um, can you, um, in general, smoke foods on Yantif? So one opinion says when you smoke foods, the, the foods on top of the coals drip and put out the coals. Uh, but also they sometimes light up the coals, the oil drips and it burns. You're right. In the beginning it, it puts it out and then in the end it burns. So we'll have to see this debate as we get ready to turn the page for tomorrow.